0: Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years' worth of lectures just to binge-watch your full shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. Losing money, less your excess hex, debts rest, and then just join us while we start on our bachelor, bachelor.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Bachelor of Hearts, a Bachelor Australia podcast uh, by me, Max Quinn, and my friend Xavier Rebetsky-Noonan.
0: Hi, Xavier. Hey,
1: Max. How are you going? Frankly, I've had a dismal week of television.
0: Yeah. I, it's funny, actually. Like, I've personally had a fairly good week in my actual life, uh, mm. and then there were these two real dark spots Um <laughs> Uh, then, you know, the the usually the bachelor is kind of like a highlight of my week. I really like getting together and watching it, and uh, being mm. able to tear it apart and stuff like that. This week, um, we had some problems with it. Yeah,
1: I think that we should just uh, cut straight into this because it was an it was really a gross and disgusting week of TV. You wrote something uh, just at the top of the episode so that people can can get their head around uh, what's yeah, happening and what our position on all this is.
0: Yeah, I guess I have like what you might call like a little bit of a disclaimer, and like yes, hello, it's a fun show, we're perfect and funny boys, and it's going to be a great time. Um, uh, firstly, I want to say, like um, while we talk about being very, very clever and educated and having arts degrees and stuff like that, we're also like far from experts, um, and this week The Bachelor has kind of forced us to tread into some terrain that neither of us personally have a huge amount of experience with. Um, so I just wanted to say, like, we recommend that you take our commentary with a grain of salt, um, especially on a week like this, but also (laughs) every other week, I guess. Yeah. Every Um, time that you listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, um, you know, we'll be open to, uh, having a discussion and opening it up and making corrections for this episode and subsequent ones should ever, ever, we have to talk about this kind of thing again, uh, if need be. Um, yeah, this was a rough week. Um, I think. Wednesday night's episode was really just kind of plain awful. Um, and then you could really feel the shoe leather that went into trying to make Thursday night's episode kind of like drown it out, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, uh, man, it was very, very frustrating viewing this week. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because we like talking about this show and we like uh, talking about all the things that make it such a complex beast.
0: Exactly. And this and- isn't fun. Yeah, yeah. Um and gen- generally speaking, there are a lot more things to uh highlight as enjoyable and fun and fun to talk about and make jokes about. And this week it was a little bit sweaty and uncomfortable to watch the yeah. show, I think. Uh and and there were a few uh enjoyable scenes, but uh also it was it was trouble. Um so anyway, I don't know. I mean that that's what we're here for. We uh we, we tear it apart and we figure out what's going on and I guess it is our duty to dive in. Um Yeah, we
1: try and put it all back together. As someone who is sweaty and uncomfortable at the best of times, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't need any <laughs> yeah. help this week, you know. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Exactly right. Yeah. But also like hi um,
0: hi Max, are you doing well? Are you good?
1: Oh, things are fine. That's uh good. yeah, it's been a been a big cool week in my life. What about you?
0: Yeah, me too. I'm, I, you might notice our audio is a bit different this week. I'm in Sydney. Uh, I've been on tour with Self Talk, uh, which has been amazing. we played really great shows in Canberra and Sydney. Uh, and that has been incredible. Uh, and also I released music with another band called Kelso. It's just been a really, really nice week. Uh, so it's kind of uh, really put these episodes of Bachelor into uh, contrast. <laughs> um,
1: and also a bunch of other shit that's gone into the world, right?
0: Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that other uh, <laughs> <There> elephant <laughs> yeah, in the rooms yeah, yeah, yeah. that we were a in. A couple yeah, of yeah. Uh, issues. Um, <laughs> hey, we have a platform and Australian people listen to it. Go check your voting enrollment details. How about it? Is that it. too? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah, you can say what you want. Also, if you're a fan of our podcast, please don't be a Nazi. Thank you. Great. That's really Is that good Do we get it all yeah, out of the way? Yeah. Think- I think we've
1: got yeah most of the b- the boxes covered there. I'm glad that you didn't write disclaimers for those ones because they should go without saying. <laughs> I can um, imagine so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um should we just dive into the episodes because I'm keen to keen to have a talk.
0: Yes, okay. Um so we will talk about the people that we said goodbye to this week. I guess as we do the summaries of each episode because I think the context will be a little bit more important to understand what happened uh or what didn't happen, or as a yeah. be or whatever you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's rip yeah, into let's it. Yeah. Our award-winning perfect uh, bachelor coverage begins again this week with The Bachelor Australia season five, episode seven. And I didn't even want to do the fun voice because that's how much I dislike this episode. <laughs> Is it the worst episode of The Bachelor that you've seen um, in Australia? Well, yeah. I mean, to compare it to overseas ones, I think uh, uh, you know this this was uh, uh, a real piece of shit. I think uh, it's bad overseas too. Uh, it's hard to compare, but yeah. As far as Australia goes, I'm try- I'm like trying to think of one that I hated more uh, than this. Yeah, it's very very difficult. Um, mm.
1: I I can't come up with one. Yeah, and I've watched a lot of this show. Um... We watched a lot of this show. We watched Richie drive in a lot of boats last year. <laughs> Yeah. And have no <laughs> we personality that was for an best. entire season. Yes. But somehow what they've done here is taken a great bachelor in Maddie J and like skewered all of this context and uh, like just just ickiness mm. into season five, episode seven.
0: Yes. Uh, and I think that's not to give away too much, but it's kind of eating away at the goodwill that I have for him mm-hmm. and the rest of the show and stuff. Um, like when I said the shoe leather that went into the next episode, I think like, um, even when there are moments that I would find nice in other episodes, um, because it was on the back of this and trying to like, you know, be a palate cleanser or whatever, I just found it kind of gross. Yeah. The shines off the apple a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, we're not going to stop watching or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, this is, will be, this will this will be a slightly more critical episode, I guess. So, um, yeah, let's, that's enough disclaimering for God's sake. Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> so it's sunrise at the mansion uh, We watch Maddie swimming laps In what I guess is his own private pool uh, And then back at the Batchy Pad He talks about how he could use some guidance Narrowing down his other private pool uh, Of women that is <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And uh, apparently at times like these Like you know in his normal life When he would be dating like 15 women At the same time or whatever He would normally mm. turn to his sister Kate Kate and so she rocks up at the Apache pad. Um, we met
1: Kate last year.
0: That's right, yeah. She, um, she was a sort of somewhat critical voice on the uh, hometown date um, that, that took place towards the end of the season. Uh, and she's back here to extend some more of her guidance. Um, Maddie catches her up on the progress so far, and she catches him up on baby George. We also learn that um, Maddie's sister Kate's ego is prego. Um, hey. So she won't be able to go overseas To meet Maddie's top two At the end of the season um, Presumably because this is one doodle That can't be undid home skillet uh, Wow You know that movie's oh 10 years God. old Juno's 10
1: years old uh-huh. I feel like it might even be more than that Was it 2006,
0: 2007? seven? Oh seven. I checked <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough um, Man, whatever happened to Michael Sarah?
0: Mm, Why well, have you seen Twin Peaks?
1: Oh, is he for a hot minute? Yeah, <laughs> people hated no, it. he's really people hated Michael Sarah in Twin Peaks. <laughs> they sure
0: did. <laughs> they sure Why? did. If you watch the scene, I mean, it's very it's very confusing. He kind of pops up out of nowhere. It's revealed that he's the child of two beloved characters, and then he doesn't mm. really come back. He has a strange monologue. He rides a motorcycle. He, it's it's a, it's it's very strange.
1: It's very uh, Michael Sarah by the sounds of it.
0: Yeah, the weird thing is like that's the only strange thing that happens in Twin Peaks. Um, but right. yet it has this reputation as such a like Tripped out sort of like mind fuck of a show When really it's all just about that one scene with Michael Sarah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy You know, like David Lynch really got in there And was like, I'm going to make a pretty pedestrian show Yeah, yeah Nothing much is going to happen You know, people are going to really just sort of like Travel from A to B Except when Michael Sarah shows up on a yeah. motorcycle And that's going to be a swift detour uh, <laughs> C through Z
0: uh huh. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it really turned everything on its head. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Kate drops by the mansion um, with a single date card, um, and I guess presumably she's going to try and pick the winner out of the 14 remaining women. So once everybody figures out that Kate's not there to steal Maddie from them, because uh, they don't recognize her, but they figure out she's got a wedding ring on. <laughs> um, <laughs> The powers of deduction are incredible (laughs) Uh, She reads the card which says I know how hard the waiting game can be So today we're going to pick up the pace And it's for Alex Um, And it's weird that this date Sees them uh, dress up as
1: waiters And uh, (laughs) Like serve A bunch of people um, At a fancy restaurant George Calambaras is there Yeah Yeah, and it's weird that she was paid so little for it as well. I know, it's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And she was topless the whole time. What? Nothing. uh, Excuse me? Uh, Uh, Maddie, what? what? Uh, (laughs) Maddie soon joins the group uh, and reveals that Kate will be spending the day with the other ladies. We see Leah shed a tear. Um, She seems pretty distressed. uh, And everyone has a theory as to why. Um and Tara mentions that Leah may have quote a few skeletons in her closet uh which frankly given they usually only get uh, like allowed to bring like two bags of luggage or so that's pretty impressive for her to bring like yeah, it's multiple good that skeletons able to fit yeah yeah exactly yeah mm. um
1: we didn't know that Leah uh had a science background uh mm. but yeah as it as it turns out um she is one of those people who uh brings the skeletons and then sort of points at them and names all the bones mm. that's a scientific job right i think in i court? believe
0: so yeah um, There's one also, one person who's employed to be like fibula. I think they go like the knee bones connected to the leg bone. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Those good. are the two bones I know. So anyway, Maddie drives off with Alex in a Schmick Aston Martin with the number plate 007 MI6, and they get some very Bondy music. Uh, they don't wait, really... wait,
1: wait! James Bond 007
0: Mission mm-hmm. Impossible Six. That's right. Yeah, it's a crossover. It's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how they want to do that twenty three Jump Street slash Men in Black thing or whatever. What? I haven't heard about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, Is it
1: actually a real movie? I feel like uh, you're joking.
0: No, no, they're working on it. It's like. Oh uh, wow. the, uh, Channing and uh, Zach Zach Efron. Have you seen the movie?
1: Uh, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum. Yeah. I Not reckon. Zac Efron. Right? He's in. No, Bad... Zach Efron's
0: in all this stuff. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking of High School Musical, the other <laughs> high school movie. I mean, to be fair, like everyone in High School Musical is much too old and playing very young roles, which is yeah, even the plot at of that Jump time. Street. Mm, high School
1: Musical, 11 years
0: old this year, just wow. like Juno. That's not just like Juno. Juno's <laughs> 10 years old. Year. <laughs> uh, can you tell we're trying to avoid talking about something? <laughs> oh, all right, let's keep going. Mm. Um, so Kate pulls Leah away first. Uh, and while they're gone, Elise raises that Leah's biggest skeleton is her, quote, secret job title of party planner, which she says could refer to, quote, all sorts of types of parties. Uh, and if you've seen any of the tabloid headlines that have surfaced over the past, like, couple of weeks about Leah, like, leading up to this episode, you might know what they're talking about. Um, I wonder if maybe that's why they did pop up recently, to, like, build the impact of this episode, which is, frankly, pretty disgusting. Uh,. Yeah, we're we're getting into it here. Um
1: I actually haven't seen any of the tabloid headlines. So this to me was kind of uh not a shock, but like it was uh a surprising development that, that felt
0: very funneled in. So if they mm. have been
1: using those tabloids to build up to it, it would kind of make sense.
0: Yeah. Um after getting the basics out of the way, um Leah's doing a Bachelor of Architecture and a Bachelor of Industrial Design. Props. Wouldn't it be nice to talk about that? yeah Uh, um bachelor you know uh (laughs) she could come on the podcast um leah reveals that she does run her own party planning business um and this scene is intercut with a discussion between tara flo elise and simone who are all weighing in on how scandalous it is that these parties might not be like totally g-rated or whatever um Yeah, and this is really the beginning of the very bad part of this episode. Um, It's the tip of the iceberg, though, you know, like, comparatively to what comes next, man, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Leah is a student. She's making money independently, uh, and all the show wants to do is judge her for it uh, and implicitly add to the horrible and already super prevalent stigma around sex workers or people who work in the adult industry Uh, and it's completely gross. And that's the theme of this episode. Uh, Very little else happens, really. It's very interesting that
1: that was uh, when they were sitting in the production planning meeting, they were like, that's what the theme is going to be. Last week it was boats. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we were going to like, we're like, let's just step it up a notch and we'll really vilify some people who uh, work in the adult industries and uh, let's just, Take that stigma that exists, and then we're going to uh, take a blowtorch to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's throw some fuel in that fire, because these people have had it mm. too good for too long, I guess. This is
1: exactly it, yeah. Um, mm. And all of these things, obviously, are in uh, title case as well, as the theme of the episode, you know?
0: It's weird. They never have a title for the episode, but this week... <laughs>
1: it's so weird. This week, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's hard to joke about, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. i having a I'm... hard time.
0: Yeah, um, Yeah. Kate asks Leah if all the girls are there for the right reasons. Uh, It is kind of funny how many times she asks this. It seems to be the Mm. only question she's gone in with. Um, Leah says they mostly are. Um, She says, who wouldn't want to fall in love? And honestly, like, I think she kind of comes off fine here. As somebody who doesn't have an issue with uh, her job, um, I started siding with her more than I ever have in the past, uh, especially considering how, like, the editing starts getting really mean pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. I haven't been uh, on Leah's side at all through this series. Um, The way Mm. that she's being characterized has to be, uh, you know, a mean and a shit stirrer. Yeah. um, Which makes for a great TV villain, uh, but it doesn't make uh, for a particularly empathetic TV character. Mm. But it's the context here that really uh, shifts that balance of power quite drastically. And you start to side with a character uh, who you aren't supposed to side with, I think.
0: yeah. Um, and, and I think part of it is like, um, you know, the, the reason that she's being vilified in this episode, at least until towards the end where it seems to, uh, at least make it like a cosmetic sort of shift in blame. It, it, it seems to be like, we're not talking about the negative attributes of her being, uh, a bully to the other women in the house or anything like that. We really are focusing on this like more sensational sort of tabloidy, uh, scoop that they, found or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and
1: this is the thing, you know, because like that other stuff is important to talk about and her being a bully to the other women in the house as it has uh, has come across in the first couple of episodes, especially the stuff with Laura in the first episode, which is really, mm. you know, uh, we'll have some stuff to say about Laura a little bit later, but uh yeah, like it's it's one of those situations where I just I think that that stuff needs to be separated.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean that that's the thing, like you you are not unjustified if you dislike Leah going into this episode or even coming out. Yeah. There's plenty yeah. of reasons to have problems with her. Um, but the the ones that the, the show itself focused on this week uh, are just wrong. Yeah, none of them are her job title. Yeah. Um, so there's a little montage of other women catching up with uh, Kate. Um, she seems to like Flo and Tara. Um Simone takes her time with Kate to dub in Leah for causing trouble in the house, saying that she's not here for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> if you're playing the you drinking m- game this week, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't need any help, like, drinking through this episode, but... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If you were playing the drinking game this week, you played it at a fortuitous time. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, she says, why would anyone come in here and start drama if they're here for love? Uh she she says that as dub, w- while dubbing uh one of the other women in to his sister. <laughs> Drummer is not exactly a one-way street. Um could could have a little more like uh self-reflection before saying like something like that, but I don't know. Perhaps, yes. Um but we cut back to Alex and Maddie. Remember they had a single date? Oh, um, that's right. What yeah. are
1: they doing? They're wakeboarding or something?
0: Yeah, they arrive at Cable's Wake Park, aka Dubstep City. They play this really, really loud. It's almost like they're trying to drown out the previous scene or something. Um, Yeah. My my housemate Jody said, It sounds like the coffee machine at work. (laughs) (laughs) This loud, grinding music. Um, So, Maddie says, Growing up in Brisbane, I was really fortunate that one of my friends had a speedboat. (laughs) Okay, Maddie. (laughs) Must be nice. Um, So, today I'm going to be teaching you how to wakeboard uh yeah so you know it's a it's a boat date crossed with a sport date i guess um it's a sport date yeah spot date it's uh it's a spot date maybe uh <laughs> could we have a spot date next week <laughs> that'd be amazing can we I'd be right back let's I'd figure be it right out. back there yeah yeah uh, yeah uh yeah i don't know so at least Mag- maddie gets his rig out on this date um he gives her a quick crash course in wakeboarding and then decides that he wants to raise the stakes. Uh, he says, if you can make it once around the entire lake, I will give you a massage. But if you can't, you have to give me a massage. Um, that's fine. You know, this stuff is on every date, I think. And it's like, we know they're both going to end up giving each other massages at the end anyway. But why not make it more fun? Yeah, he's good at he's good at this, raising the stakes like he did with
1: the, the Lisa tennis game uh, with Pims and Cream. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen this play before from Maddie J and uh it seems to be uh one that is definitely in his repertoire.
0: For sure, yeah. Um and, and so we watch Maddie be a very good wakeboarder for a while. Uh clearly he he did have some <laughs> practice on a speedboat <laughs> or whatever when he was a kid. Good on you. Uh then it's Alex's turn. We watch her stack it a few times. Uh well actually we watch her stack it over and over and over again until the sun starts to set. Um <laughs> But eventually, with some pretty hands-on help from Maddie, uh, and there was a lot of like, um, you know, if I just touch you here, that'll really help, I think, with your balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but she eventually gets the hang of it and she earns her massage. Good on ya. Uh, Did we learn anything about Alex or her relationship with Maddie J on this date? Not yet and, and really not that much afterwards either. Um, yeah. We cut back to Kate, who is talking to Alora. Um, asking again whether anyone is here for the right reasons um, and Alora singles out Leah again um, and uh, she says uh, there's rumours that she could be some kind of exotic dancer um, cue this very dramatic music uh, and cue me thinking, do you remember when Alora entered the mansion <laughs> uh, and she was dancing and everyone was talking about how exotic she was yes, uh, I in
1: fact do Mm, and like um, exotic for the wrong reason, but yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um it's yeah. This is rough, guys. Uh, um don't watch the show. Don't watch this show. <laughs> don't watch this I, yeah, I don't
1: know what to say about it. It just yeah, it just was a real
0: head in hands moment. Mm. And um,
1: the, like the second of like forty
0: yeah, it it just snowballs. Um, they're they're sitting on a couch together, enjoying some champagne. Uh, only Alex m- mashes her glass into her tooth, uh, and then the two of them laugh about it. Uh, it's it's almost cute. I'm almost ready. To, <laughs> I'm almost ready to enjoy that. Um, <laughs> he starts massaging her. She asks him to go a little bit lower, and I really wanted her to do the like lower, lower, too low, too low, lower. <laughs> uh, Maddie says, um, when I was in your shoes, I was one of the last guys to get a single date. And I was thinking, why am I even here? But I ended up getting a date and one date can change everything. So I would hate to not give someone the opportunity. This is a weird thing for him to say, I think. Um,
1: It is a weird thing for him to say. And I think that he's trying to maybe placate uh, her here because she is sort of like, uh, or at least edited to be insecure. Um, about yeah. the lack of time that she spent with Maddie the the you know few number of conversations that she's been able to have with him and I think he's trying to reassure her in that moment but realistically this is only the seventh episode and there have been six single dates mm. you know like there are a lot of, there are 15 women left in the house she's maybe halfway at yeah. this point you know yeah, yeah
0: um maddie admits that their time together has been brief so far um as well as this like i guess latest date um but he's really enjoyed what time they have had and he offers her a rose um but yeah i just i don't enjoy that this episode is not about alex at all and they intercut the single date with the drama stuff to like keep you interested or whatever but i i really feel like As much as she has been ignored for the previous, like, end of the season, she's also kind of ignored in this episode. Uh, Yeah. And also, like, imagine watching back, you know, if you're Alex and thinking, like, oh, remember when I was on The Bachelor and you have to watch this fucking shitstorm of an episode? I know. I know. It would be really, really difficult if you were sitting at home. I mean, I don't know how. person who went on this
1: beautiful date Mm. to just just be like, it was, uh, I guess, according to the editors,
0: paled in comparison to the, the drama that they could uh, manufacture. Yeah. The message that it sends, and, like, I don't know how nostalgic people who appear on the show are about their appearances on the show <laughs> or anything like that, but, like, the, the message that the editors are sending is, like, have you, hey... Have you
1: seen Instagram? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's true. That's true. I, well, I wouldn't classify that necessarily as a nostalgia. It's more like a, a, a desperate, like, scraping for uh, wh- any any kind of income or profit, but... Um, Slash product placement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But, yeah, it, it's a drag because, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, we don't get to know anything about Alex, as you said, and then we just keep moving on to this horrible, horrible nightmare. Um, let's keep let's keep diving. Yes. Uh, so it's a group date. Uh, we cut to the Little Learning School Early Learning Center. That can't be what it was called. I was writing very quick notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no intro to this date again, um, which I guess, like... I guess they've just prioritized the other stuff in this episode. They really wanted to spend more time on that. I don't know. I'm not surprised. Um, But Leah, Tara, Jen, Elise, Lisa, and Laura are there, as well as Maddie, Osha, and Kate. Uh, Oh, Osha. Remember Osha? Yeah, it's eight fifteen. What yeah. where are you been, dude? He's uh, they let him go on this episode, isn't that nice? You're
1: like forty five minutes late for my scheduled OSHA time.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, all, all episode long, I was like, what happened to him? Is he okay? Where is he? Is he is he, is he fine? He's live tweeting mm. it, but he's not yeah. there. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, half a dozen little kids burst into the room wearing these cute little white lab coats, uh, and OSHA reveals that the kids will be choosing which woman that they'll partner up with for this science themed group date. Um, Instantly, two of them flock to Leah and nobody flocks to Laura. Uh, And she says being rejected by a grown man doesn't hurt as much as being rejected by a little kid, which I think is nice. Um, She eventually persuades one of them to be her partner, but not before Jen and Leah both single her out for not being maternal enough in their interviews. Christ. Yeah. Um, we've talked a little bit about the, like, uh, the dates that are engineered to like position you as a mother in the past. Um, I think last season there was a really gross one where they had to look after these fake babies that we really disliked. Yeah. And this fake baby as well called Hamish Blake. Do you remember him? That's right. I remember that as well. That was a big week. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um, yeah. I think maybe this one wasn't quite as bad just basically because the other really bad things were overshadowing this aspect of the date. um, but, but it shouldn't go without saying That this is a dumb thing That they do on the show Totally And for some reason yeah. It pops up again and again Year after year Even though everyone Has a big problem with it And it seems to pop On social media As a bad thing That TV is doing Every year That's Let's like Let's see if
1: she's a good mom
0: mm. um, I don't care No <laughs> Um, these are not your children. No, it doesn't Stop. matter. Yeah, and any difficulties that p- arise because of this weird situation have nothing, no indication on what kind of a parent you might be should you choose to become one eventually at some point. These are paid children. Yeah, exactly. Don't you think? Like, probably, yeah. These are, yeah, these are, are little paid to, actor yeah. kids.
1: I think so. Um, I do want to say, though, they're the not behaving
0: yeah. like, they. you know, you can tell they kind of had to. Edit around these kids and not feature them too much because they weren't doing all the like perfect things, you know. Sure, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a very valid uh, conspiracy theory about this episode. Uh, there's a lot of no, shit. I've going got on some behind more. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, Maddie quickly runs them all through how to make these little bicarb and vinegar volcanoes. Everyone knows how to make them. Maddie, come on. <laughs> We've seen this before, dude. This
1: has probably been on The Bachelor before. Probably. <laughs> These kids are six and they know how to make them. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> None of their friends own a
0: speedboat, Matty. No. <laughs> exactly. they got to make do with what they got around the house. And what they've Lasticine. got is fucking bicarbonate soda. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you? What's your favorite use of bicarbonate soda in your life, Max? Mm, day-to-day. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I
1: do is uh, I will get the bicarbonate soda. Sure. And then um, just like if... I use it as, like, a grout. Okay. Um, Yeah, just, like, around the house. um, Usually, like, most things tiled uh, have grout with them already, but sometimes there are extra things that you can grout, um, and grouting is definitely a hobby of mine.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. I like grout. I really like baby grout as well in in Guardians Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think baby grout is probably a little bit cuter. Mm. Um, Yeah, but, like, grout itself is a
0: pastime that should not be overlooked. <laughs> Whatever that is. Uh, the nanny named Tara. <laughs> <laughs> the nanny named Tara. Um, she comes up with a character named Mario, who she plays by getting a strand of her hair and making a moustache out of it. Um, and, you know, yeah, Tara is very adept at making conversation with kids, for what it's worth. I mean, she's a nanny. That's her job. Laura also manages to turn things around with her little helper. Um, but then suddenly in front of all these kids, Kate decides that it is imperative that she interrogate Leah about her party planning business right here and now. Uh, so here we go. We're back to this fun thread. So Leah is pretty upfront with the fact that she has, in her words, lived a bit of a colorful life. Um, she says, I used to do a bit of lingerie waitressing when I was younger. Um, she hasn't mentioned it to Maddie yet, but it's something that she would be comfortable discussing with him. Uh, it should be pointed out that Leah and Maddie have spent almost no actual time together. Um and then obviously even if they had, her employment history really shouldn't be of any concern to anyone. Um
1: Exactly. I, it's her fucking prerogative to say what she wants to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't know what Maddie's previous jobs have been like or anything either, even though we spent fucking a whole season with him. Speedboat driver. Mm. Um Wakeboarding
1: engineer. Mm.
0: If only if only he was a little more... A little less wakeboarding, a little more wokeboarding. Ha! <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, Leah mentions that she is not the only person that Kate could be having this kind of conversation with. Uh, I guess implying that other people are in a similar line of work. Um, but it's not somebody Maddie is going to end up with, in her words. Um, so, this is kind of gross i don't love that leah is like deflecting like this although i guess if i was sprung in this situation i would also be looking for something else to talk about i don't sure know. um yeah i, I wanna, mean i like, don't want to make excuses is... for it
1: no i mean this is in tune with the characterization that we've been shown of leah uh throughout the season as well you know where uh so she is has been looking to manufacture drama and uh put other people in the shit. And so mm. it is uh worth noting that it is true to character or true to edit mm. that uh she would in this situation blame or or deflect onto other people.
0: Yeah. Um so Kate tries to guess who it is. Uh is it Elora? No. Uh is it Simone? Nice. Yes. Um, I don't like that we're just like going down a list of like possible suspects. That's not I know, fine. and
1: that Alora is the first one is like, mm. what are you uh, implying with asking yes.
0: that? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, yeah, it's Smoone. Whatever. Um, it, it doesn't matter at all. Um, although, yeah, the fact that Leah confirms this is a huge point of conflict later in the episode. Uh, and yes, if you're wondering, it's very good filmic technique. They intercut these moments of high drama with the volcanoes exploding. Good job. Uh, Osha comes back in to help Maddie reveal the winner. Thank of, God. Of the, yeah, I know, right? Osha. Um, uh, somebody who had a slow start, but who managed to win over their little scientist. Uh, it was Laura. Um, Although, again, the the producers are really not interested in making this episode about Laura. Um, this is uh, what I would describe as like a palate cleanser. Jen asks who is going to clean up the volcanoes and Osha goes, bags not, and runs out of the room, <laughs> which, <laughs> in an episode so devoid of levity and enjoyment, uh, th- that was a much-needed uh, little break. Maddie takes Laura on a paddle steamer, a.k.a. a boat. Um it- Yeah, just back to what's comfortable (laughs) for the show, right? Um, Boats. Yeah, boats. It's what we're comfortable Uh, on. Yeah, and I I think the the show is really, like, trying to brush all that horrible shit under the rug by highlighting one of its most, like, TV-friendly pairings. Um, Laura gets to reassure Maddie that she actually does like kids um, while she's not... Super maternal over random ones That she gets put together with In a room on TV um, She's confident that she will be With her own at some point point. Um, and Maddie Fuck having to justify this I know right And and the fact that this is their Like little alone time together And she feels like she has to Like backpedal or whatever uh, Yeah just go over some shit
1: Just so you know Just so you are completely aware Yeah yeah that's yeah That's a six year old That I've never met before
0: Don't think that you've observed a flaw Yes mm. Oh my god So, yeah Um, Ridiculous, let's keep going Yeah, Maddie says he can't wait to have kids But he doesn't want to rush into it Laura agrees that she wants to wait another five or six years Which Maddie agrees with Uh, And then, yeah, moments later they're making out And the music's swelling And they've both forgotten what they were talking about I think they say that they've forgotten what they were talking about And I think I'm like, I haven't forgotten
1: I haven't forgotten (laughs) what's happening this episode (laughs) (laughs) But whatever Um, can I just say it's really interesting that she's talking about not wanting kids for another five or six years and he's like, Yeah. Whereas on previous dates, Maddie has hammered women for not wanting kids right away.
0: That's true, actually. That's a that's it's an inconsistency. Very, it's
1: yeah, yeah, it's completely inconsistent with uh the, the characterization that we've been shown so far.
0: Yeah, um, where and like, I think, there have been those could... single dates. Yeah. Well, you could look at that as a big clue that like Maddie is just really into Laura and he's more willing to be flexible and something like that uh, with her. I personally think she's a front runner. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. I'm not sure. Um, I do. You could definitely uh, use that as evidence in the case for that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is that um, it's also the thing where maybe uh, you just need a reason to get rid of someone on The Bachelor as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, them not wanting a family is a pretty like justifiable one, I guess in the eyes of uh, the bachelor viewing audience. Mm, mm. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, I mean like, I guess, uh, you know, each bachelor, I guess is allowed to have their own sort of end goal in sight or whatever, but it seems like Maddie is interested in uh, uh, getting into a relationship, which within the next few years will become a marriage and, and, and have a child probably uh, we would assume. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know I guess That's fair Anything that seems to come up as an obstacle to that You could present as like a reason that they wouldn't work out or whatever But Yeah
1: It's all about making it uh, digestible for the audience too That's right Maddie and Laura is obviously a story that the editors want the audience to invest in And I feel Mm. like I kind of am investing in it a little bit I think that there's potential there And that they do seem quite simpatico
0: yeah, well, as I've said, like, I've really enjoyed their interactions in past episodes, and then this one, I feel like I just had a bad taste in my mouth, um, even though this interaction wasn't awful. Um, but yeah, it, do- it doesn't seem like a bad, you know, a step in the wrong direction for them or anything. Yeah. Uh, so the women from the group date arrive back at the mansion, and naturally, Leah is pretty upset that some of the other women have thrown her under the bus. Um, the women try and justify, um, what is essentially their slut shaming by saying that it was a secret that Maddie needed to know about. Um, she explains, yeah, she explains she's not the only person with a past. Uh, and that also it's really not actually a secret. Like just because Maddie doesn't know, like, you know, there's plenty of stuff Maddie doesn't know about. Um, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Michelle, uh, who I, I will remind you is a cop, uh, tells Leah to shut up while she's trying to explain her position, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not to be too like fucking pirate radio or whatever, but like, you know, no, 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 A <laughs> cab. Uh, and the situation escalates. It gets very heated very quickly with almost everyone taking shots at Leah, like personal shots at her until she's forced to storm out of the room. Uh, and you know, gross. The, the the producers of this show are not siding with her in this uh, in this interaction.
1: No, they're absolutely not. Um, you can almost feel and hear the like the friction as they are rubbing their hands together in glee behind yeah. the camera. Mm. Yeah, almost um,
0: as if they yeah. think they're doing the right thing you know, Uh, they have some righteous anger against Leah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, And it's like, I wonder what it is like if you were a producer on this show, knowing that this person has been cast to be a villain, how invested you get and how biased you become against them. Like whether you believe that they are, truly a bad person and yeah. like the personal experiences that you have and how that influences how you treat them and how
0: you let the other women treat the the villain character when it is time for their undoing. Mm. Yeah. I think we have uh, an image of reality TV producers as just like evil gargoyles. Uh, but sure. Um, yeah, I, I would be shocked if there wasn't also some manipulation of them going on at some level mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah,
1: that's, that's very true. And also just like, they just probably fall into personal relationships, you know, like there will be some people that you like more than other people. And, you know, Leah, uh, has been presented on the show as generally not being a a particularly nice person. Mm. And if she's not a nice person off camera, then I can understand a level of bias that will go into that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's not like they're under any obligation to present an unbiased retelling exactly uh events they're quite the opposite really they're trying to make something as sensational as possible yes and they're there to
1: manufacture that and sensationalize um and the thing that we take issue with in this episode is the thing that they're sensationalizing just shouldn't be
0: yeah it's not it's not it's not scandalous uh no and 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 the fact that they're alleging that it is is damaging to real people um absolutely there we go so Maddie sits down with Kate to debrief on her chats with the women. Kate reports that there's some drama swirling around Leah as well as Jen. Um, this is not news to us, of course. Uh, but Kate essentially says there's also some allegations about, their, uh, about Leah's profession uh, and that Maddie should speak to her. Um, she also briefly, briefly, mentions that quote it's not all about the drama and that she had a nice time meeting Elora. i'm sorry meeting laura elise and tara um for that's as long as she talks about it
1: which uh, we like well there's your final three
0: i mean the idea yeah well yeah be, i mean that's a big clue right um yeah but also like the whole idea of her coming here was not like to rat out the baddies it was like I can't make it for the final two. So I'm going to try and see like who I think is worth your while. Not necessarily Mm. like I'm going to pick someone for you to get rid of this week. And then you're on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's gone Gonzo journalist or at least is presented to have gone Gonzo journalist uh, in this situation.
0: Um, I always thought that was a weird part of the Muppets when Gonzo became a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting the Muppets spin off movie uh that was last year that was really, really popular. Um
0: Gonzo Girl. Oh yeah, I like that one. Very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, twisty, yeah. Twisty. Uh... so mysterious, I didn't see much of it coming at all. Mm. So, yeah, it's a cocktail party. <laughs> I'm sorry that I sound so unenthused about every the beginning of every uh, uh, segment here. It's just like, it's just. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just rough. Like, this stuff is snowballing. We're just kind of trying to plow through it. Hey, yeah, that's I a feel good like snow like metaphor.
1: It is. It's really good. It's a good snow snow metaphor. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eeyore, you know, uh, mm. at the moment. Oh, it's okay. We'll get yeah. through. Yeah. Everything um, happens to Eeyore?
0: So, Leah, Leor? No. Uh, Leor. Yeah, yeah, this old love. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I was just saying Eeyore and Leah, but that's fun too. Yeah, there you go. Remember when this podcast was funny? Um, (laughs) Leah finally gets the chance to talk to Maddie, uh, and you can tell that she's, like, really sick of having to explain this to everybody. Um, She mentions that as part of her business, she does have strippers and topless waitresses working for her. Um, And that she has also done some of that personally in the past. Um, I don't like that Leah takes this opportunity to mention that Simone has done it too to Maddie. Um, It it doesn't matter. None of it matters. And and if it doesn't matter uh, about your life, why should it matter about Simone's? Um, Correct. But I want to say I also kind of appreciate that Leah is able to maintain her confidence in the face of all this. Um, and she said, you know, she, she it's a villainous kind of way of saying it, but she says she hopes that she gets a rose so that she can wave it in everyone's face. And I do feel like Mm -hmm. she's been so unfairly treated in this particular episode that you could probably justify that kind of response.
1: Yeah. And you kind of, not that you want it to happen, but I also kind of wanted it to happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. I want it. Well, I just, I wanted the story of this episode not to be like, Hey, we're not cool with this. And, um, you know, uh, hiding it is bad and, you know, uh, talking about it is bad and, uh, it should never have happened, but how dare we find out, you know, like all this stuff, it's just poison. It's bad.
1: It's all poison. And like what you want from a bachelor and like, a, a hero of the narrative, which, which Maddie J is, is to be like, cool, that happened in your past, but I value you as a human person. Um, or, you know, uh, I, in this case, don't necessarily think that we get along mm. and it's time for you to go but it's not for any of those reasons it's because i don't like you
0: yeah exactly and and yeah. just like the fact that he doesn't seem at all interested in any other aspect of her at this point um yeah
1: yeah and like the thing where he keeps being like but you're not uh you're not doing that now are you you're not mm. doing it now and she keeps having to be like no i don't do it now it's i can
0: understand i don't know let's just keep going yeah uh Maddie then takes a moment with Simone. He says that there is some information that people have been hiding. Uh and before he can specifically pin anything on her, Simone opens up and says that when she first moved to Australia, um because she, she's from the UK, um she started mm-hmm. doing some topless waitressing to earn some money. Uh and she says she's not ashamed of it. Um at the time she had nobody else to rely on but herself. Um, And again, like she hasn't had any time with Maddie to talk about it. So uh, it's not like a big secret. It's just like, yeah, you haven't bothered talking to any of these people.
1: Yeah. You might recall the last alone time that she got to spend with Maddie J was after she had jumped out of a fucking plane for him.
0: That's right. I recall that. Yes, indeed.
1: Um, You do. And she had those panic attacks, that mm. series of of, uh, obstacles that she was placed to uh, or that she was made to go through. Hmm. That she's really, really scared of
0: Yeah, and you'd think some of that goodwill would probably uh, uh, Sort of flow over onto this episode But uh, Maddie Mm. has forgotten all the good times Um, But yeah, um, uh, you know She says it was three years ago that she was doing this work um, And she doesn't want to be labelled based on her past Yeah I like that Simone is comfortable talking about it. I think it takes a lot of uh, bravery um, to be able to open up about it on national TV where you might not necessarily want... I mean, you know, she didn't really have a choice, but uh, yeah. th- there'd be people watching who she didn't necessarily want to know about it, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like there are aspects of this conversation that really also reinforce the stigma of sex work or, or work in the adult industry. Um because I think people think of it as a last resort or a desperate measure where for a whole lot of people, like, uh, I mean, we're talking about voluntary um, uh, 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 work in this field. Um, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, like it's a job. It's a, it's a regular job. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. My, the point's been made. We'll, we'll keep going. Um, Maddie says that he has always given Leah the benefit of the doubt, but the way that she singled out Simone was inappropriate. Um, that's true. I, I think that was inappropriate. Um, yes. But Leah says Maddie is making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, Maddie says the common denominator behind the drama in the mansion is Leah. Um, and she admits she doesn't mince words. And Maddie says that's completely fine, but it's not for him. Um, he says it's a big distraction for both him and the other ladies in the mansion. And then quite bluntly, he says, I do think it's best if you leave. And walks her out of the mansion. Now, um, we
1: missed a little bit. Did we? Did we? Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of time where uh, Laura... Oh, no, rather, uh, Leah and Allura were discussing this. Do you recall this?
0: I remember. I, f- I missed this in my notes because I was typing too fast. But do you... Do you- Okay. Yeah,
1: so the, the moment that made me really take a lot of... Uh, you know, like, it, it felt to me like the the zenith of the shaming that was happening between the women in the house mm. is where Leah comes back after her conversation with Maddie, where she's just told him all this stuff. Mm. And Alora's is sitting next to Florence on the couch and Alora goes, how did the conversation go? And Leah goes, yeah, actually really good. Told him everything. He said that he valued my honesty. Mm. And then Alora said, did he tip you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked before about uh, the quality of Burns, on this season mm. um, And uh, I remember Florence Describing a woman As uh, a Jewish banana Which was really fucking funny Yeah This is not funny
0: No it's not funny um, This is it's, just It's cruel. an attack Yeah
1: Yeah um, It's just like It's disgusting And so mean And it puts uh, Like it shows Alora putting herself On a pedestal But it is also her Just sticking her Fucking heel Into Leah yeah. At a time when Can you imagine Being put in this situation Where you've just revealed That you've done This kind of work uh, knowing the stigma that surrounds it um on national tv and bravo to Leah for being brave enough to do that but fuck you to Alora too for uh
0: like having the gall and temerity to just mm. dig in yeah um i i couldn't agree more and and i think i i was enjoying Allura on the show um up until this episode and i had a pretty quick 180 uh knowing that she felt this way about that Yep. Issue and this particular example It wasn't even
1: that issue It was just like It was just that she could do that To another person Yeah um, Like f- Or like uh, That Like yes Leah had vilified Alora. She was responsible for a lot Of what had gone on In the early episodes um, After Alora's first single date And I understand like That there's like Bad blood between them mm. But like it's It was a fucking cheap shot Yeah it was
0: uncalled for Um Yeah and again like you can you can feel the like sick glee of the producers who uh who got to include that uh that line mm. um and I like s- on social media like
1: watching uh the screen cap of of Florence's jaw which just hits the floor mm. and you know the bachelor being like uh you know, on Twitter being like, Oh, Florence is all of us right now, and to a certain extent that's pretty true, but it's mm. not true for the the reasons that I think that they think it is,
0: yeah, exactly, you
1: know, like um, it's not true because, oh sick burn, that was so funny, that was amazing, it's true because that was an awful thing to say to another human being,
0: yeah, and also an awful thing to decide to broadcast on t v yes, um, so uh, yeah, Maddie is also a dick here, I think he's very blunt about it, um. Uh, I, I, guess I appreciate the way that they try and turn it around to the, the Leah being a, a, you know, a central part of the bullying in the house or whatever, but it, it didn't, it wasn't an issue until this stuff about her work came up. So I, I don't believe if that. If that
1: is why she is going home, show that on the TV show.
0: Exactly. And, and talk about it before it feels, this episode.
1: Yeah. Yes. It feels like
0: she is being sent home because she worked in the adult industries. Yeah. Uh, Leah says, I do wish you luck in cutting through the fake bullshit. Um, and she hops in the limo. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I mean, unfortunately, she she spends her time in the little backseat interview uh, talking shit about some of the other women, um, which doesn't exactly leave the best impression in our minds. Um, although we did see how quick they were to gang up on her this week. So it's natural to think she's yeah. still a bit pissed off about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's not it doesn't feel great that she'll just be remembered as like a villain who also was a slut, I guess, is the narrative. Like Yeah. That's her arc. Yeah.
1: Um it's awful. You know? Um and as much as yes, Leah can be uh perceived as a bad person or like someone who has not been particularly pleasant on the show and has become a, a really good villain uh for, for that reason because she is such a, a source of drama. Hmm. The like the presentation should have been She's a source of drama This is why she's being sent home yeah. You know And not yeah. She is someone who uh, Used to be a topless waitress This yeah. is why mm-hmm. she is being sent home You know Yeah um, And Maddie can say one thing And it's important It's so important to the show That he says the right thing In that moment You know um, But you can't wash off
0: The edit of this Yeah With that sentence You know yep i agree um yeah. but anyway that's that episode so that's the worst one and uh and now we'll move on to one which um you know uh uh is not as excruciating i think um it, it maybe yes maybe a little dull and also kind of a little overblown in in equal measures i would say mm-hmm. um yeah anyway I, I won't pre-recap it let's let's just dive in um Let's go. It starts real bad. Tara, I uh, think the opening line of dialogue is Tara saying, at least we can have a nice conversation and get a word in now that Leah's gone. Like Jesus, everybody's celebrating. Yeah. There's this sweet acoustic guitar playing. And Stephanie says, everything's like roses and butterflies in the bachelor mansion. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to set up here I guess it's like they're, they're trying to lull you into A false sense of security or something But I'm like No, actually You're all still being really mean <laughs> um, yeah, yeah Leah going home thing, didn't you know, help
1: Yeah um, And it's not as if uh, Leah was I mean, certainly uh, It felt like she was a source of tension And drama in the house We've said that A bunch of times mm. But Leah going home Doesn't remedy The way that you treated her No, exactly Um course of what she does for a living yeah. You know? And it doesn't remedy uh, the way that she treated you either, and that's fine, and you're allowed to be uh, justifiably happy with someone who you dislike being uh, not in the house anymore, but uh, it it really needs to be seen in the context of, uh, like, why she was sent home.
0: Yeah, and also, like, yeah, it's just so over-the-top, like, the sweet, sunshiny, like, just all the framing of this is so weird, it's like, I'm not convinced,
1: like... Yeah, like you vanquished the evil demon.
0: Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the bloody Adventure Zone finale. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, a single date card shows up uh, with the clue, it's time for a breath of fresh air. Let's get lost in the wilderness. Um, and yeah, despite the fact that Charlene, Jen, Michelle, Stephanie, and possibly more, I didn't really check, um, haven't had one yet, it is a single date for Elora. Um, who has had one. This is her second. Um, And Jen pipes in and describes her as scum of the earth. Just in case you were worried, we didn't have a villain on the season anymore. Good stuff. Uh, We've
1: still got one. And, she, Jen's been the more prominent villain the entire time, I would argue, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, the, my favourite thing that Jen said here in this confessional is that it hurts her soul that uh, Elora <laughs> got a single date. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm.
0: You can draw your own conclusions from that, I guess. Uh, so, Elora meets Maddie at the top of a cliff, looking out onto the stunning national park lands of Gren... Gren- Oop. <laughs> Mudgee It's pronounced Ah, uh, That's right Yeah I, I was looking at it I'm like G-L-E-N-B-R-O-O-K It's Mudgee Yeah Glenn, Mudgee, Mudgee Is where we in, are In the yes. Blue Mountains Yeah um, yes. We get some nice Drone shots of them Hugging on the Sort of edge Of the I mean Not on the edge Of the cliff But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah And there's a little the recap Heathcliff Very fast Mm. There's a little recap of their first single date, um, and Maddie says he feels like it's been such a long time since his first date with her, he wants to make sure the feelings are still there. Um, I I don't know, it's only been like six, seven episodes, not even that.
1: Yeah, 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 make sure that this is, and this is the thing that stands in direct contrast to what he was saying to Alex on the previous date about wanting to give all these women a go, and... uh, you know like making sure and you know hang on because i know that waiting can be really really difficult and so he's sort of like it m- makes me question uh how much of what he is saying to each of these different women is saying it just because it feels like that that's what they need to hear yeah. versus uh what his true position is because if he's there with Alora and thinking about, you know, uh, it's been such a long time since I've seen her. Whereas where's Michelle, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like they've got a good connection, but we haven't seen anything from it. Where's Lisa? They played tennis six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, give Charlene a go. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, like, because they didn't kiss on their date the first time, maybe it didn't count to him or something. Yeah, is that I don't how know. we're justifying it? I'm not sure. Look, they more than make up for it. Yes, they sure do. Um, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the through line of this. I think uh, they'll they'll be going for a swim together in Jellybean Pool, which turns out to contain no jellybeans at all. Disappointing, blatant false advertising. Mm. Um, Elora has to hike to this little pool in her like high heeled boots. Can we not give these women some fucking notice? <laughs> it's always yeah, happened. Yeah. Or some fucking Nikes. Yeah. It's like trying to abseil down this side of a building in like stilettos, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, they sit down at a little picnic setup with fruit and champagne. Classic and, uh, not very, <laughs> uh, thoughtful, I guess. Um, Meanwhile, we quickly flash back to Jen, Michelle, and Charlene. And I highlight this only because I think the, they, they each summarize their characters in a very direct way. Um, Michelle says she hasn't spoken to Maddie in a month. Charlene says he thinks I'm catering. Uh, and then Jen pipes in with honestly, if he pushed her off a cliff tonight, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, right? Um. Yeah. It's Even
1: like, on second hearing of that, it still like generates quite a visceral reaction. It's brutal.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is funny. It's like the producers ask them to summarize their entire narrative arc in like one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And to the girls' credit, you know, like they're good at delivering those sound bites. Sure. Yeah.
0: He thinks I'm catering is fucking funny. She. It's so funny. It's she good. says yeah, it again yeah. later. Um, <laughs> But anyway, back on this single date, uh, Maddie fills Elora in on what his sister Kate had to say about her. Um, she feels that you are somebody who has my best interests at heart. She also says that your face lights up quite a lot when you talk about me. Uh, and then up next, Maddie starts blowing up an inflatable swan, and uh, they play the Allegro Moderato from Act 2 of Swan Lake while he's struggling to inflate it in this cute <laughs> little montage. <laughs> Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, also, this is all right. yeah. on the Bachelor social media, uh, they share pictures of this date with the uh, with a subtitle "Stop looking at me, Swan," which I think is very funny. I love that.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, um, more Billy Madison, less everything that happened in the previous episode. Yeah, please, less
0: Batchy Madison, Right. <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't Yikes. go for a pun. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad we edited it out. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so they strip down and they go for a dip. Uh, we get some rigs, baby. Uh, Allura says it is hard for them to keep their hands off each other. Uh, and they make out in the middle of the water. Um, which I, I've noticed is like not even waist deep, which is just really interesting. No. Yeah. Um, says high tide. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Elora says, uh, there's no way anything could get any better at this point. Uh, Elora, what if you had a big burrito? (laughs) Checkmates. Wow. Right? Yeah. Where's the Yeah, what if she sat down and did the burrito challenge, Mm.
1: and then came back and put a mask on? Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, Come back with your Cinco de
0: Mayo mask. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she, like, checked her phone, and, um, it turns out gay marriage had been legalized in Australia. That'd be cool. Sure. Well, that pretty good Yeah Yep
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah And then she like Power slammed uh, Ten more burritos
0: Yeah exactly And then well, I don't know Punched sick. some Nazis In the face or something Yeah sure sure Yeah 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 um, Finish it off with A couple more burritos Yeah exactly Oh there's nothing Chases down a good Nazi punch Like a, a Big, big <laughs> Hefty beanbag. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> That's a joke I stole it from you. Hey, bean year. bag, Yeah, you stole that. <laughs> um, do you want to... Let's... Hello, audience. Why do they call it a vegetarian burrito and not a bean
0: bag? <laughs> Candle after sound effect. Oh, uh, yeah, I got it. Don't worry. Thank you. Okay, good. So the sun sets and they make their way to a mountain hideaway with a fireplace and a couch and some wine. wine. It's The Bachelor. Yay. Um... Alora <laughs> says she thought they might be going camping, uh, but Network 10's financial situation isn't quite that dire at this point. <laughs> no, no. Maybe, maybe getting there, but uh, we'll, we'll check back in on, I don't know, Sophie Muggs' season. Did you hear she's getting 300 grand for her season? Pretty great. Pretty good. It's 12 episodes of TV. I wish we got fucking 300 grand for our podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, same. That'd be really good. I That'd think be nice. that's more than Maddie got, too. Which you is, might be uh, right. Yeah. A nice turn up for the books. I think Maddie got somewhere in the 200K ballpark. Mm. Just off the top of my head. I don't recall.
0: Mm. How much did we give him?
1: Uh, like seven kisses.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Elora says, I wish we didn't have to go back. Uh, I wish we could hang out tomorrow as well, not see any of the girls, and just stay here. Um, which is kind of nice. Um, Maddie. It's nice. The thing is, though, I don't like Elora now. Yeah, that's the problem is Alora is bad now.
1: Uh, yeah, the problem is that we s- saw that thing from Alora, which was a huge p- piece of, of dramatic conflict in the show. And now I just feel like I don't want her to do well or have any success because that wasn't a nice thing of her to say. Hmm. Um, uh, yep, yeah. that's all I got for you.
0: Maddie empathizes with Alora about how the gap between the first and second dates is the hardest part. Um, Which is nice, and that feels like a good, like, not quite fourth wall breaking, but like a good observation about what the journey of somebody on this show is like that seems to come from a place of understanding. Um, And Maddie says, I've just had the perfect second date, and I don't want it to end. Uh, Maddie feels that his feelings for her have only grown since their first date. He offers her a rose, um, which she gladly accepts with a kiss. And then we get this little bit of business. Um... Which, again, uh, I read some things about in the tabloids leading up to this uh, episode, like really sensationalizing uh, what's about to happen. Um, Maddie says to her, so the date doesn't end tonight. I've organized a cottage for you and a cottage for me, and I thought it'd be nice if we just stay the night tonight. Um, So this is the very hyped overnight date, um, which... Doesn't happen on the Australian series anymore or, or at all. Uh, you know, we've talked about fuck week a little bit in the past. Um, yeah. Which is this very strange uh, annual observation uh, in, in bachelor nation uh, <laughs> where they're finally allowed to, uh, you know, do, do that nasty
1: stuff. Um, consecrate mm, is the word that you were looking for. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The nasty stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Consecrate the nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, consecrate the beast with two backs. Um <laughs> uh obviously um we're meant to think maybe they root on this date or or at least we were meant to keep watching long enough to find out that they don't. Um yep. we watched them have a really pretty steamy goodnight kiss. Um and Maddie says, Have a great night's sleep and we cut to commercial with it still sort of hanging in the air. Are they going to uh uh what's a good word? Um um bone? um oh that word yes yes cool yes um but Um, then after the break maddie says in voiceover as tempting as it was to continue the date with allura i didn't want to rush into anything so that's that um this is what i was talking about with with shoe leather and stuff it's like uh they're really trying very hard to manufacture this narrative that plainly doesn't exist um there were always (laughs) two cottages uh i think uh this is a pretty cheap uh attempt um But, you know, good on you. It is the first overnight date on Australian Bachelor, I believe. So, that's that. Um, Now it's time for a group date. Um, The women are driven out to the Blue Mountains in matching Hyundai four-wheel drives. Uh, They roll up and meet up with Maddie, Osha, and Elora, who is (laughs) just there. Uh, A little bit awkward. They all give a little bit of side-eye to her. Um, And Osha says, remember the Batchy board game from, was that last week or the week before? Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Um well yeah. uh basically we're we're gonna do that again, he says. Uh only in, in active wear. Um that's right. It's the inaugural <laughs> Bachelor Bush race of twenty seventeen. Um mm-hmm. so I yeah, I, I I I like the group dates that are more like this. Um you know, it's it's an activity, but it's not a sport, and um it, it seems to have uh it, it seems to reward an actual compatibility with Maddie um, even if some of the things that come up, I wouldn't necessarily say are all that important. Um, so they have to race through a course, stopping to answer multiple choice questions at these compatibility stations. Um, and if their answer is the same as Maddie's, they get to proceed. Um, but if they're wrong, they have to wait a full minute before they can try again. Now, uh,
1: finally, it is time for Florence Redemption.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you recall I
1: mean the- on the, Do you recall on the Bachelor board game date? She's getting a lot of questions right and then got uh, subbed out or, or taken out by one of the other women in the next to last square.
0: That's right. I think uh, Michelle busts out of prison and then swoops into the lead or something. Is that right? Or- yeah,
1: there was something like that. And then also I think Simone or someone else sent Florence back to the the like the no-go right. zone.
0: I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, there are all these multiple choice questions like, how often should you see your partner's family? Um, turns out, Maddie thinks it's once a month, and Tara says once a month. My mom's a ledge, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably like the line of the week. I think that was really funny. It's great. Um, yeah. At this point, Flo decides that she is. Uh, she gets the answer wrong, and she decides she's not going to wait the full minute. Uh, and instead just goes for the correct answer straight away, thereby taking the lead. Um, She's great. This, this is, is great. This is excellent Bachelor game playing. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. Um, she cheats again a few more times, and therefore she is first to make it to the end and to Maddie, um, with Laura coming second uh, and Simone in last place. Um, yeah, I think this is fun. Uh, I think it's fun too. You can- You can get away with cheating on this show and it's fine. Yeah, there Um, are no consequences. Exactly. Should you happen to have had uh, a job that they deem unsavory several (laughs) years ago, though, on the other hand, that's a real big problem. It's a great Um, But breaking the rules of the show itself? No. Don't worry about it. As long as you're cute, it's fine, right? Pretty much. Yep. Um, Let's keep going. Flo and Maddie reconvene at what I'm now just going to call a bachelor couch because we all know what it is. Yes. Um... They are drinking small amounts of red wine in big glasses because these are fancy, rich people. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know. When I wrote that, I was looking at my own very, very full glass (laughs) of red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about
1: the speedboat that you borrowed from your friend as a teen. That's right. Yes, exactly.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, In my opinion, more is less when it comes to wine. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Flo realizes that she needs to confess to Maddie that she just cheated. Um, she says, all is fair in love and war. That's what the girls always say. Um, just say you're impressed, please. Uh, and Maddie says, I can't say that I condone it, but at the same time, I like the fact that you really wanted this, which that's an appropriate response. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, Maddie says she's a little dangerous and a little bit naughty. Um, he asks her what else she has cheated on. Uh, and she confesses pretty much everything. Um, her friends apparently don't even trust her with board games. Which is like, I don't know. Uh, if, if, the, if this was presented a little differently, that would be like a big red flag, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mm. think that what
1: he's tiptoeing towards is have you ever cheated on a partner before?
0: Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Flo makes it pretty clear that while she might cheat on the little things in life, uh, cheating in a relationship is a whole other story. Obviously, that's not what we're talking about. Um, yeah, but I, I just like the fact that like she has a generally bad reputation for trustworthiness. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a fun aspect of her character. It's just adorable. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because she, I mean, yeah, she has a, a rambunctiousness, I think. Absolutely. You know? she's, she's yes, like there a, is a rambunctiousness. That's a very good way to describe it. Um, mm. She's, yeah, like she's, she's kind of like, like a Bart Simpson.
1: Yeah, there is a Bart
0: Simpson. Is to. Uh, and Who wouldn't want to date Bart Simpson? No, I mean, uh, 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 oh, what was her name? Jessica? Oh, Jessica. The- yeah, Jessica Lovejoy. Mm.
1: Definitely not. And then also, you're yeah. thinking of the girl who dated Jimbo Jones, uh, in the treehouse, who was a little bit older. Oh, true. Than him? Yeah. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. also. And she kicks his heart into Grabbed the wall.
0: Grabbed his heart right out of the, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Simpsons, Ooh. guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Better show than this. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Maddie feels bad for rewarding her, but he gives her a rose anyway, and they have a nice little kiss. Mhm. Then think Scorpio uh, shows up. <laughs> with a pocket full of sugar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so the women are still a little bit upset that Alora got a second date and also that she got to stay over, she never came home. Um they I'd say they're right to have an issue with that. Um But, you know, obviously in this show, the group dynamics don't manifest in the most uh, pleasant ways all the time. True. Uh, Maybe we've talked about that enough this episode. Hey, where was Elise's Um, single date? That was the other
1: one. I wanted Elise to get a single date after they did the fishing thing the other episode.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we really thought one was coming up pretty soon. And Um, uh,
1: her sister, Maddie's sister, Kate, said that she really liked Elise and enjoyed getting to know her. True. Just, Uh, yeah. All right. Keep going. Elise is such a...
0: Such a, like, non-present edit. It's which so, is so peculiar. Bizarre. Yes. Because she's still here. She's still there, and everything that we've seen of her has been pretty good. Speaking of uh, being ignored all season, uh, Charlene. Who? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so said The Nation uh, yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, she's, she's rightfully wondering why she has been sidelined uh, by, ever like, ever, completely. Yes. Um, and so she, she calls first dibs on chatting with Maddie. Um but we see him walk off with Tara first anyway. Um we learn from Jen that Charlene apparently doesn't know how to stop talking. Um which What? Is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um although, yeah, this is like her first actual broadcasted lines of dialogue, I think.
1: Yeah. Um she might have had one confessional a couple of weeks ago and you and I and yeah, uh, we, uh, we
0: were just like, What? Sorry, who
1: who is this? Who, Why who, is this person we, on TV?" here the whole mm. catering?
0: Um <laughs> uh and there uh, of course like her first actual bit of dialogue is is her uh seemingly oversharing or or you know they just they just show a lot of her dialogue cut together so it seems like she talks too much mm. and they play those fucking patronizing kooky pizzicato strings that they love so much on this show Bop. um Bop. Bop. Mm. that's the sound effect yes um which it, it's just such a fucking drag cuz like sucks. again you wait this long to get any attention on the show and then um, the beginning of your arc is just like, oh, what a klutz or whatever. Yes. What a deal this person is. Mm. Um, Elora assures the women that Maddie is a gentleman and that nothing happened on their overnight date. Uh, and then we get, I guess we just move on. Uh, Flo assures them that their time together was just fun and full of laughter. Um, and then Jen cuts in line ahead of Charlene. Um, Charlene seems to be kind of stuck in her head. She's sort of wondering, obviously, because it's been so long and, you know, like, this is a weird position for her to be put in. She's wondering if like, she should open with a joke or she should be serious. And she's clearly getting a little bit anxious about it. Yeah. Um, but when she finally works up the gumption to go talk to Maddie, she introduces herself as actually one of the bachelorettes, not the external caterer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Very good. Very good. uh, And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a chance for her to like kind of throw it in his face, even though it is also funny and not like a direct, mean burn. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, She also promptly walks away um, because she's like, she doesn't necessarily want to cut, like, make an enemy out of herself, uh, especially when dealing with Jen, who is talking to Maddie at the time. Yeah. Um, But Maddie calls her back and Jen leaves, so they finally get some time together. Um, and Charlene says, I think we've spent like 27 minutes together. I know you've been in this position before, so I know you can relate. Maybe if you had some advice or, or tell me how you're feeling about it. I feel behind cause I haven't had the time with you. It's good. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I you know, it's, uh, uh, that's what I would say. It's a real piece um, of
1: honesty. And I, I like that she's just straight up and direct in her mm. communication. It stands in stark contrast to the, uh, the weird kooky strings that we're getting too."
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's like, why did you have to give her that introduction? Well, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. In a, in we'll a minute, keep I guess. going. Yeah. And Maddie has uh, this monologue. He says, "Obviously, I can tell how frustrated you are now, and I can tell how much it's hurting you. Knowing you want an answer now of where we're at, I don't want to waste anyone's time. There's a lot about you that I really like, and what we have is really lovely. But is that going to proceed and turn into a romantic connection? In my eyes, I don't think it is." Um. Cue a huge bombastic orchestra with one of those big ascending chromatic string slides. Um, and God, it's just a bit much. Uh, this is not good bacheloring for Maddie. No. Um, him essentially saying he doesn't feel a connection, uh, uh, building with her. I wonder why. Uh, hmm. <laughs> um, maybe if you had have talked to or even looked at each other, uh, you would uh maybe have a little more luck um but yeah he's he's like a tiny little bit nicer to her after the ad break but man it is rough um, yeah it's difficult did. i i mean i
1: appreciate his directness um in this situation because like if you don't like someone man cut them loose that's okay but actually in this case just like if she has to go before this point because she's clearly been hanging on and just feeling Mm. hurt and that sucks. And, uh, you know, there's a limited opportunity to get rid of people in the house and you have to get rid of them in a particular order. But perhaps if he had spent the time, he would have known that somehow she had become quite invested in this despite spending only 27 minutes together, you know, and that Mm. being the case, it's important to have that conversation with that person in particular sooner Mm. to do the right thing by them and what their emotional needs are.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And I think like as much as I want to praise, uh, uh, Bachelor or Bachelorettes for being direct in moments like these. I also feel like you could have been direct a couple of episodes ago. Oh, that's uh, true too. You could have found an opportunity to do that. Um, and like, you know, uh, there there is an order in which people get sent home and it's to do with like how many episodes of the show they're going to be this season and that kind of thing. Yeah. But also this episode saw three people go home, which is not the norm. Um, and, you know, if, if they needed to only send two people home, they could have just not sent one. O- you know, like exactly, there, there would be a way around it. Um, yeah. It, it was, yeah. It, 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 I can't absolve the guilt of Maddie waiting and waiting and waiting to even bother interacting with Charlie. It's I think painful. That's shit. It's so shit. You're yeah. absolutely right. So, Uh, Charlene walks off to say goodbye to the other women Um, She tells them that she decided to leave um, Which I kind of like I like that she gets the opportunity to kind of like Rewrite her own story at this point Because I don't think Maddie has really earned the right To determine uh, how she will be remembered Um, And uh, she says I wish you the best with this journey And I really think one of you guys will fall in love with Maddie But it's not me Um, And that's a I would say a fairly good exit Yes Um, And then, yeah, in her exit interview, they finally give Charlene the respect of a brief introduction to some of her interests, uh, of which we've discussed zero so far. We don't know Um, anything about Charlene. No, and and they cram it all in here. I guess she crams it all in here. Um, And I thought this was very, very endearing. And I would have liked to hear a whole lot more about her knowing this. She says, he's not into pugs and I've got a gorgeous little pug. He's not into martial arts, and that's a really big part of my life. Yeah. He doesn't like musical theatre, and I'm in a production every season. It's like, where was this? Where?
1: Tell us all of this information beforehand, please. And I understand that if that makes them not compatible, that's fine. But, like, mm. give us that because she sounds like a fascinating character.
0: Totally. And, like, it seems like there must have been a discussion at some point where he revealed that he wasn't into those things. Yes. So, like, why couldn't we at least have seen that? That would have been interesting. We could have had 30 seconds for that, you know? Sure. Yes.
1: That, like, any of the 30 seconds that were given to, uh, like, all of the dramatic shit that had gone on in the last episode, you know? Cut that. Sure. Cut that and just give us some... There was no shortage of that. Yes. Uh, Absolutely There's a lot of fat to cut So to speak Um, Mm. The other thing that we should know Is that uh, When she says that uh, She's decided to leave um, Someone yells Hold the bus Oh I didn't hear that You didn't hear that Someone upstairs (laughs) is like Hold the bus Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure Is not an actual expression
0: No I haven't heard that It's good Maybe they just got so used to saying That people have been thrown under the bus In the previous episode That like that's kind of Just what's on their mind <laughs> I think the phrase "thrown under the bus" maybe occurred as many times as right reasons did this week. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think that they've gotten hold the phone and shut the front gate and uh, a bunch of those things muddled up and thrown yeah, under the sure, bus yeah. as well. And now we're just holding <laughs> the bus, which is great. Sydney's got buses, certainly does. You're you're there at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did we say that? Yeah, well, we did. We'll cut this part there. Right. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so we're at the rose ceremony. Uh, Elora and Flo are safe with roses. But for whatever reason, um, programming or, you know, drama or something, um, there are only eight more roses for the ten remaining women. Um, And so Maddie rattles them off. Uh, Tara gets the first one if you're keeping track. And Lisa gets the last rose, leaving Steph. Um, No real surprise. She hasn't had a huge amount of camera time, a little bit of. Uh, interview stuff, but I'm
1: struggling to place Steph even now in my mind. She's one of the blonde women, right?
0: Yeah. Would it help you if I told you she had blonde hair? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got she, you know, she she was around. Uh, I can't tell you too much about her. Mm. Um, but then the the, the f- sort of biggest surprise for me was Alex, who just had a um, single date. She just had a single date. Um, it wasn't the best single date I've ever seen, but it certainly wasn't the worst. And it really seems like this came out of nowhere. Yeah, it didn't feel right to
1: me. Um, but it was interesting to note that during their single day, and maybe this got lost in the kerfuffle, you know, Maddie was talking about how uh she seemed like she was in her own head and uh they didn't they didn't end up sharing a kiss or anything like that. Um mm. like and what Maddie was saying was like he kept trying to bring it back to us and she kept trying to raise but all the other women are here and uh, you know, around and in the area. And I guess that's sort of like a little bit of foreshadowing but still mm. it does feel a little bit out of left field considering who else we've got left in the house.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It came as a big surprise to me. Yeah. Um we get maybe one sentence each from these women uh in the limo exits, uh and and that's it. Uh, which is a drag because again, we've talked about it, like there was plenty of time devoted to stuff that I think is less important than like letting these people uh uh re- not rewrite their own Narrative or whatever, but like letting them kind of have the final say and determine how they'll be remembered. Actual characterization, um, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, next week, Maddie rides a camel. I don't know. Is that going to be good? <laughs> do we, do, are we going to like that?
1: Um, Depends. Where, where did the camel used to do for work uh, before it yeah, was on this episode of The Bachelor? Well, I noticed the camel yeah. is topless. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You can see his yeah. humps. Feels really problematic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um uh, also, also can we just each- say, I wanna like just wanna double back here. Blake and Tim, two former
0: Australian bachelors, have both yeah. worked as strippers. Yeah. Should not go without uh, saying. Uh huh. Um it, it, obviously it's not a problem because uh men's bodies are um really, really cool. Uh Ugh. and um not uh, mine. Feel bad <laughs> for No, you should I mean come <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> Actually to be fair If I was Did any topless waitressing They would make a huge deal Out of it on the show Because they would be like How For whom What In what Weird world Who How You made a living What Excuse me In which city Yeah yeah Yes mm. Yeah Um yeah. Mm. Rough week, hey. It's rough,
1: rough week of The Bachelor. Thank you for sticking with it. Um, yes. And thank you for sticking with us on this podcast. We enjoy making it as much as maybe today it felt a little bit like pulling teeth for all of us. Um, mm. it, like that first episode, particularly the second episode, was kind of fun. Um, and it was mm. fun recapping it with you, Xavi.
0: Yes. I also had a, I mean, like, I feel like it is in a way, like, kind of therapeutic um, for us to be able to process this. Um, especially given um and we 've talked about this before like how much of the commentary from other people uh online and in other um publications and stuff like that is like really negative and damaging and upsetting yeah, yeah. um we uh we we were lucky enough we had a tweet that I posted um about that episode that was very bad, uh, got published in a Buzzfeed article, which is really, really cool. Uh, and a lot of people went and looked at it and shared it and liked it and stuff, which is awesome. Uh, and, uh, also, um, bad because, uh, yeah. uh, I went and looked at some of the comments and I saw the mentions of our account and, um, some of that stuff was real bad and I don't like it when it comes to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I hope that you guys are are, uh, on board with us trying to make a a slightly more um, uh, uh, healthy, safe kind of environment for discussing this stuff. Um, And and like, as I said at the top, we're not experts and um, we're we're doing our best to uh, get our heads around it and get our emotions out about Mm -hmm, it and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And we hope that um, that is in some way helpful for you guys uh, in an emotional way as well.
1: Yeah, we are glorified uh, cis white uh, opinion havers from Melbourne, you know? Yeah, in fact, um, I would
0: say glorified is a real stretch. Yeah,
1: even that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know like there are a lot of people who are a lot more informed than us on this kind of stuff and it's important to um, and we'll try and tweet out and seek out uh, and retweet and all that kind of stuff those opinions from our, our Twitter account at Pod as well you know um, but there's a lot of discourse mm. that uh, a lot of people who are smarter than us are engaging in this week uh, regarding this and a whole lot of other shit that's going on in the world and it's important for us all to to take it in and hopefully this can be uh somewhat of an okay space and a framework for us to discuss uh the little bachelor universe that we all inhabit
0: yes that's right uh and hopefully yeah we can we can all get through this together (laughs) um it's fun right we have a nice time
1: we're having a fine time things are okay yeah
0: yeah 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 um Yeah, so Max mentioned uh, the Twitter account. We, we, We did actually come here to make friends. Uh, as well as to uh, get awkwardly sincere about a very bad TV show uh, and also a very dumb silly podcast Uh, so if you get the chance or just take the chance right now we'd really really love it if you would hop onto uh, iTunes or Stitcher um, and give us a rating or a review Um, it's going to take 30 seconds and it would be really really helpful because that makes other people um, find out about it because we get on charts and things like that and that's very nice Mm. Um, and then also we're on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff too if you search for us you will find us yeah follow your nose uh we're the two stinky boys <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right that's a good one okay yeah um is that gonna do it for this week
0: i think so oh, i mean cool. i wish we had like some fun cute little end thing to finish on uh obviously i wish you all the very best but um i don't know we could t- take care of each other guys um yeah look if after you each find other the sh- if you feel like watching the show is unhealthy or um, not not good for you right now, um, I understand and relate to that in a large way. Um, hopefully, our podcast is like a bearable alternative if you want to try not watching it for a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, guys, we love you so much. Um, and, and thank you for joining us again um, for a troublesome episode. Let's hope next week is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's hope it's great. Come Let's on. Let's hope it's really, really good. Yeah. See you next time. Love you, kisses. <laughs> and uh don't uh, don't forget to not be a Nazi. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Running out of time. Make the most jump what's before me, searching for a sign to lead me to the end of the world. I know we found love. Following my heart so black.